All right, welcome Anglo-Saxon, uh, Celts, uh, Brits, Caucasians, the entire entirety of the Caucasian species, which are the true Israelites of the Bible, not the Jews. And uh, our our movement is growing. It's uh, really good to see that more and more people are coming around and realizing that the Jews are imposters. And all 12 tribes of Israel still exist, as the Bible clearly prophesies dozens of times, and that all 12 tribes will never die out. We will continue to exist throughout eternity, contrary to what the Jews teach, which is they are the only surviving members of the 12 tribes of the Old Testament. That's, of course, nonsense. All right, so uh, we don't have Dan from Georgia around today. Uh, he's, he's got a commitment. I wasn't able to do the Yahweh's Covenant People show last night because we're having a conference here in Harrison and um, at Tom, Tom Robb's compound. And uh, he's got a weekend conference. I'll be attending that, but I will be doing all of the other shows because I'm right here in town <laughs> in Harrison. So uh, I don't have to leave home in order to be part of these conferences, most of which are held right, right near Harrison and Branson, Missouri, Harrison, Arkansas, uh, uh, Texas, uh, the uh, what's that town there? Texarkana, Texas. So uh, this is in uh, Oklahoma. This is the heart of the Christian identity movement in America and in the world. That is, I'd say right here in Harrison, Arkansas is the heart of the movement. And we have so many Christian identity people in central Missouri in the Ozarks. Uh, Mountain Home, uh, Ava, Missouri, Mountain Home. There's a Mountain, uh, I'm trying to think of a, uh, a lot of towns have similar names down here. But uh, US 60 leading to Springfield in Missouri. This area of the world is Identity Central. Identity Central. Kingdom Identity Ministries used to be local, located right near here. But uh, since Mike Hallamore died, they, they moved to somewhere in Texas. So that's too bad that they moved out of the area. But in any case, the movement is growing. And uh, before we get into the Proverbs, uh, chapter 17, I just want to uh, announce that I have finally completed my analysis of the anti-Yahweh movement that has really grown in opposition to the fact that Christian identity has grown. So it's really obvious to me that the Jews, who are the sponsors and the original uh, leaders of the movement to eliminate the name of Yahweh from the scriptures, and they did this through the Masoretic text, which has influenced the King James Version, and other texts as well, that... uh, This movement is being sponsored by international Jewry, and they've hired certain crypto-Jews to pretend to be Christians and issue proclamations and videos, etc., that are dissing the name of Yahweh and Yahshua. So I'm going to be addressing that situation tonight. And so I just want to, on on Restoration Hour, oh yeah, and also need to um, announce also that... uh, I've entered into an agreement with Speak Free Radio. And starting next weekend, we will be simulcasting two shows. The Restoration Hour and Voice of Christian Israel will be simulcasting on Speak Free Radio and Eurofolk Radio. We will have to rearrange some of the schedule to accommodate both our schedules. But uh, I'll announce that before next weekend. And uh, you know, before the restoration hour next weekend, so you'll notice that there's a, there'll be a change in the schedule at Eurofolk Radio and a, sl- a slight change at Speak Free Radio as well. So, all right, so let's continue now with, uh, I'm going to do a, a brief uh, quote here from my article, which I'm going to uh, be doing part three of it tonight on restoration hour. And so the, uh, it's got a, a multitude of titles. Yahweh is the Holy One of Israel, or 
apologia in defense of the sacred names Yahweh and Yahshua, or Yahweh versus Chutzpah. And in this article, I demonstrate all this anti-Yahweh nonsense is coming from Jews and crypto-Jews. And I'm, I'm going to be doing a total expose of Apostle Zimmerman, who, who admits that he's Jewish, and says his work is inspired by the Creator, and I, I think he's referring to Lucifer, not Yahweh. But in any case, he's uh, he's he's the leading uh, proponent of the anti-Yahweh movement on his website. And so if you want to get more details on that, tune in tonight on Restoration Hour. That will be 7 Central Central Time here at Eurofolk Radio. And I'm going to be reading quickly from Introduction Topsy-Turvyism. And I say here, What is happening to Christianity in these end times is very interesting. Justified mistrust of the so-called Judeo-Christian tradition is leading former denominational Christians into a rejection of denominationalism. This is a good thing, but it leads to extremes. For example, here is how C.M. Hegg, H-E-G-G, describes the situation. Quote, In our modern times, there is a growing movement of believers coming out of the church and into a new understanding of biblical truth. The rise of Christians turning to the Torah as a means for the believer's sanctification seems to be growing rapidly. Those coming out, and this is the Hebrew Roots Movement, those coming out of the church are usually struck at some point with the realization that they should be keeping the Sabbath or that the Torah as a whole is something that God wants them to be doing. Yeah, keeping Yahweh's laws. Those who awaken to this newfound understanding often feel an overwhelming clarity in rereading their Bibles. But many tend to fall into what I will call the quote-unquote Christian lies syndrome. Many believers find their pastor's lack of understanding when it comes to Torah-keeping not only disconcerting, but a blatant disregard for the truth of the word. Hear, hear. They feel lied to and begin to have suspicions about many things quote-unquote Christian. This is almost a natural instinct as so many things begin to change at once. We are living through tempestuous times, folks. This is almost a natural instinct, as I just said, as so many things begin to change at once. Sunday gatherings are now on Saturday. Christmas and Easter are replaced with the appointed times of Yahweh. Titles like Christian are replaced with Hebrew roots, Messianic, and the list goes on. So that's what I'll be addressing tonight on the Restoration Hour. Be sure to tune in because this is going to be good, folks. We're going to be exposing the anti-Yahweh movement as led by the Jews in the world today. This is war, folks. This is spiritual and literal war because, of course, the Jews are led by the Anti-Defamation League, or as I like to call it, the Anglo-Defamation League, because they're all about defaming Anglos and Christianity and truth and trying to pass laws against free speech. Folks, this is war. This is war between us, the Caucasian people, Caucasian Israelites, and the Jews. There is simply no doubt about this. That's what's happening, and we're in the thick of it. So let's get into today's topic, which is Proverbs chapter 17. I'll try to monitor uh, the chat room as we proceed, and uh, we'll we'll continue the Proverbs of Solomon. No, Dan, today, uh, he's got a a commitment. Uh, So let's start. Proverbs 17, verse 1. Better is a dry morsel and quietness therewith than a house full of sacrifices with strife. All right, well, to have peace and quiet on the homestead (laughs) is a glorious thing. I couldn't have written a great impersonation which took me 23 years of writing and research if I had not had a stable home life in in a crazy place called Chicago. 
So I had a very peaceful home life, uh, a supportive wife to the extent that, you know, she ran the household. I, d- I did the work and brought in the income, etc., etc. Okay. So it's nice to, to have, you know, even though both of us worked, even while we were raising two daughters, my wife was able to uh, have a part-time job at the bank and, uh, you know, take while the kids were at school, etc., etc. You know, so it uh, takes a lot of arranging to have a peaceful home life, especially these days with all the chaos that's going on around us. Verse 2. A wise servant shall have rule over a son that causeth shame and shall have part of the inheritance among the brother, the brethren. All right, so if your son or daughter is causing you shame, you have to handle that with, uh, with delicacy. Uh, raising two daughters in Chicago which is one of the most liberal Jew-infested towns in the world, and uh, being able to give them counsel, wise counsel to stay out of trouble and not, not race mix, etc., is very difficult to do. I had no idea that when both my daughters went to college, they were being indoctrinated constantly in all their classes, and, and my one daughter was going to nursing school. I never dreamed that nursing school would be so left-wing commie-oriented that uh, it would turn her into a socialist. Both my daughters got turned into socialists by going to college. And uh, so I had to say, tell them, hey, now, wait a minute. You know, both of you are going to enter the capitalist world, <laughs> right? Because one became a nurse, the other became a, uh, a veterinarian that uh, you're going to have to enter the capitalist world. Your communist ideology is not going to work. It's simply not going to work, as you will find out. And they have found out. So, uh, anyway. so uh, But nevertheless, uh, the colleges, which are controlled by Jews, virtually all the colleges, have Jewish uh, heads of the colleges, presidents of these colleges, Jewish and communist teachers in every slot imaginable, even in biology, where they're teaching, there's no such thing as male and female, right? It's 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 ridiculous. But these pro, these times have been prophesied in the holy scriptures that we would have absolute chaos in these end times, and that is what we have. So uh, this is one of the situations that we're going to have to deal with. But we need that's why we need to have a unified movement, a unified brotherly love movement of the Anglo-Saxon, Celtic, and Caucasian people to fight against the enemy. Okay? Yes, hello, Mary. Yes. Yeah, well, uh, Restoration Hours uh, will always uh, put it up on the archives, and uh, I'll try to do that tonight uh, uh, on time because uh, I'm going to have a busy weekend going to this conference. So in any case, let's go back to our topic here, and Solomon was a very wise ruler of Israel when he was young, uh, but he can talk about ruling in a peaceful environment because pretty much all of the fighting was done when David gave the kingdom over to Solomon. There were skirmishes that Solomon had with the Edomites, but nothing to the extent that his father had to deal with. So Solomon was concerned with building the temple, consolidating the empire, which at the time was probably the most powerful nation on the face of the earth under Solomon. Solomon had no real enemies, no powerful enemies. And he... He obeyed Yahweh's laws by not making covenants with non-Israelite nations, and therefore his kingdom prospered. But he, as a ruler, fell into depravity in his old age, having concubines of other races, which, you know, whenever your leadership becomes corrupt, that encourages the citizens of the country to do likewise. You know, bribes happen. You know, like, look at what Biden has done to America. Look at what Trump has done to America. He's a phony. 
pretending to be a conservative. Look what they've done to Hawaii. They deliberately destroyed Lahaina to make room for their smart cities. And this is with Biden's blessings. Okay. So this is how the country fares when the leadership is totally corrupt. We have a corrupt world. The Jewish power structure of Zionism has totally taken over the world. And very few people realize it. Not even the Hebrew roots people realize it. They still think that the Jews are God's chosen people, Israel, etc. So we have a a huge problem (laughs) to overcome. However, the more we unify against the enemy in the spirit of brotherly love, especially those of us who are Jew savvy, well, we know we're going to win this thing in the end. However, we'd like to, you know, prevent the rest of our people from undue suffering at the hands of the Jews because they're supporting the synagogue of Satan thinking that they are supporting God's people. No, nothing could be further from the truth. Verse 3, the finding pot is for silver. I think it means the refining pot. I don't know. Uh, Let me switch to my uh, concordance version here and see what see what it has it's got to be refining mitzraf crucible the crucible yeah it's a refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold but yahweh trieth the hearts yeah we he tries our hearts every single day verse four a wicked doer giveth heed to false lips and a liar giveth ear to a naughty tongue Rumor-mongering, folks, rumor-mongering, and, you know, believing lies, juicy lies, (laughs) believing juicy lies, just catches our people off guard, just like this anti-Yahweh movement. There's all these videos coming out saying, Yahweh is a demon, Yahweh is Satan, etc., etc. So the first thing I ask these people who hear these rumors is, why did Yahweh give the Ten Commandments to the Israelites and demand that we obey them? Would Satan give us any commandments? No. The, the rule of Satan is, do as thou wilt. As Alistair Crowley has plainly said, that is the whole of the law. Do as thou wilt. If you want chaos... That's when everybody's doing their own thing and not obeying Yahweh's laws, period. So why would Satan compose the Ten Commandments and punish the Israelites for their lack of obedience? Why would he do that? Satan has no laws. It's absolutely ridiculous that anybody believes this this nonsense that Yahweh is Satan. But I'll, I'll address that tonight. Okay. So, whoso mocketh the poor reproacheth his maker, and he that is glad at calamities shall not be unpunished. So, if you mock poor people because, oh, this brings back to mind the story of Job, who was being mocked by his friends and neighbors, but a lot of those so-called friends were actually Canaanites uh, and Hittites, that, uh, you know, said, okay, well, what did you do wrong to deserve this punishment? Well, most of the time we did do something wrong to deserve this punishment, but not always. Sometimes we are being tried, as Solomon said in Proverbs verse 3, the refining pot is for you. We're being refined in the fire. We're being toughened for the final battle, which is coming, which is coming our way. But if you are obeying Yahweh's laws, you should escape the worst trials if you are obeying his laws. And, you know, the story of Job is, if you endure to the end and do not accuse Yahweh of evil, if you remain faithful to him and his laws, then you will come out smelling like roses, right? As Job indeed did. He was rewarded sevenfold 
for remaining faithful. But we all in our daily lives are being tried in this manner, so we have to, you know, we have to obey his laws and not lose faith that by obeying his laws, we will come out on top, okay? So you don't want to mock the poor because, yeah, well, sometimes you never know what the circumstances are. And uh, Yahweh is trying each one of us to, ta- to see if we can handle <laughs> tough times, to see if we can handle tough times and uh, you know, not become you know, uh, wrathful toward our brethren because we are going through it. The, the hardest thing for people to do is to be generous to your brethren when you yourself are experiencing hard times, like the poor health, uh, economic hard times, etc., etc. Just remain steady. Don't get angry with other people because you are having a hard time. Okay? That's one of the hardest things for our people to master. And then whatever, and also what he says, when you uh, mock people because they're having a hard time, well, just wait. You're you're next. (laughs) Your turn is coming next. So don't mock anybody because they're having a hard time. Especially if you do mock people, as Solomon here is trying to tell us, you're you're, you're next. <laughs> you're next. Let me repeat verse five and verse four. Actually, a wicked doer giveth heed to false lips. Okay. Oh, we we just love to believe those juicy rumors. And so and so's wife is having an affair with so and so's husband. Right? Hey, you don't know. You don't know that. So don't waste your time. I guess uh, the fact that so many of our people have been raised on Jewish soap operas, that they think that this kind of behavior is prevalent everywhere. No, it's not. It's absolutely not. The vast majority of Christians, even Judeo-Christians, are salt of the earth who don't go around doing this kind of thing. They're embarrassed when this kind of thing happens. That's true of my whole family, the German community, the Donaubschwaben of Chicago and the country. The, the solid German people, they were, most of them raised Catholic, salt of the earth, not, doing, not committing crimes, not getting in trouble. Even the latest generation of the Danube Swabian people that I know personally, because I've been involved in that community for my whole life, very, it's almost, you never hear of our people committing crimes and being prosecuted for crimes. Never hear about it. The latest crop in this latest generation, the young, the young men, some of them have gotten into drugs. Some of them, but not many. And they, they're, they're not, I, I know, only know of one relative of my extended family who has been prosecuted for drugs, okay? But that's because it's so prevalent. The uh, the o- older generation, my generation, my brothers and sisters, and the people who came over from Germany to America, they're solid people, uh, landowners, you know, own apartment buildings, own businesses, have, have productive jobs as carpenters, brick masons, electricians, Half the city of Chicago was built by German electricians, folks. Boiler repairmen, etc., etc. These people are the salt of the earth. They are productive members of the community. They don't get into trouble. Okay, the trouble is being caused by outsiders, and for and of course, there's there's not, not a single German who is a drug pusher. Okay, that's Jews, blacks, Latinos, etc. Those are the people doing that kind of thing. And that eventually gets our people into trouble. I think we're in the last generation. And we don't have much time left. So we need to stay out of trouble. Completely stay out of trouble. And stop mocking people who are in trouble. Okay? So it's so easy to get involved in drugs. And once you... It's just like an addiction. You know, smoking cigarettes. Boozing it up. Our people get get addicted to these things. Right? So for the Catholic community, you know, the, the worst part of it is the Catholic priests molesting children. You don't see that happening in the Catholic community in general. 
But because why? Because homosexuals getting uh, are getting into the Catholic Church because already starting in the 60s and 70s, the Catholic Church was not able to recruit priests. So homosexuals say, "Well, hey, this is an easy gig, and we, we can uh, we can have our homosexual love affairs among ourselves." As you know, and the seminaries were being taken over by homosexuals, and then these homosexuals started molesting children. And because the Catholic Church, the hierarchy, can't recruit straight men anymore, this is what happens. So the Catholic Church, the hierarchy is totally corrupt. It's as corrupt as Judaism. It's corrupt as politics. It's uh, corrupt as the universities. It's corrupt as the as the uh, churches in general because, as the uh, author I quoted, they, they have abandoned Yahweh's laws, etc., etc. So we can we see the world crumbling around us. Civilization is crumbling, no doubt about it. And yeah, but we have to remain faithful because we have to be here to. reconstruct the kingdom once this civilization collapses. And it is collapsing. There's nothing that can stop the collapse. All right. So, verse 5. Whoso mocketh the poor reproacheth his maker, and he that is glad at calamity shall not be unpunished. So, don't, don't make fun of people who are poor, especially in your community. You have to do your best to help them when they get in trouble. Okay. Verse 7. Sorry, verse 6, children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children are their fathers. So so if you have obedient children, productive, salt of the earth, uh, productive children who keep the community running, and, you know, communism doesn't work, liberalism doesn't work, socialism doesn't work, good old free enterprise, which is... The, the economics of the Bible as run by white Anglo-Saxon people and Adamites in general, that's the only thing that works. That's the only thing that has ever worked. But because the Jews are always promoting communism and socialism and liberalism and you know, diversity is their strength and we're getting our morals from the television set and from the movie theater Boy, what a cesspool of immorality we are surrounded by, okay? Children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children are their fathers. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, their prosperity was based not on money. It was based on having homestead, having land, food, you know, growing crops, and farm animals. That's what their prosperity was based on. And when the kingdom comes, we're going to return to that type of economy. We don't need, certainly we don't need paper money. Paper money has been the bane of civilization, especially as run by the Jews. Verse 7, Excellent speech becometh not a fool, much less do lying lips a prince. Okay, well, fools are not likely to have excellent speech because they, you know, do to the extent that you study scripture, you're not going to be a fool. But if you believe the Judeo-Christian version of the Bible, then you will be a fool. And lying lips do not, you know, uh, betoken a prince. You know, well, obviously, for most of his life, Solomon was a solid, reasonable person who he had no reason to do wrong because he was so wealthy. He had no reason to cheat anybody. But his main problem was he became a degenerate sexually in the latter portion of his life. He had no need to do that. Absolutely no need to do that. But you get addicted to things. And this is what our people have to really watch for, is becoming addicted to this and that. You can become addicted to drugs, cigarettes, cocaine... (laughs) Uh, cocaine, oh, man, the, there are so many more addictive substances out there today than there ever were. For the most part throughout our history, alcohol was virtually the only addiction. And it wasn't as prevalent. It wasn't so easy to get hold of. 
But uh, you know, in Poland, vodka, the whole the the liquor industry has always been monopolized by Jews, and they have corner bars where you can go and get drunk, right, etc., etc. The so for the most part, that was the only addiction. Cigarettes don't cause people to act out, but they will give you health problems. So staying away from addiction is probably one of the most important things you can do. So let's continue. A gift is as precious as a precious stone in the eyes of him that hath it. Whither, whithersoever it turneth, it prospereth. I'm glad that Dan does most of this reading. <laughs> you have to be... A gift is as a precious stone in the eyes of him that hath it, whithersoever it turneth, it prospereth. Okay. Well, if somebody gives you a gift, let's say you get some a, a donation from. Uh, so, by the way, I would encourage all the listeners here to donate to your folk radio, the the donation page. And uh, by the way, I have to uh, update. I'm pretty sure I did one up. I have to adopt, update the. Uh, our, our website, the, uh, the P.O. Box, American National Publishing, P.O.B. 3192, this is our new uh, post office box, Harrison, Arkansas, 72601. 72601 is the, the new post office box. Let me repeat that. A.N.P. Post office box 3192, Harrison, Arkansas, 72601. Okay. So this uh, my new headquarters and uh, have a lot of friends down here and uh, it's going to be much more comfortable me living down here with all the, the friends. I don't have to watch what I say <laughs> when in their company. Anyway, so let's continue. He that covereth a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separateth very friends. So, If you get in trouble and uh, you know, your friends are trying to help you out, you know, let's say you get in trouble with uh, you know the, the corrupt government. Okay, your friends are going to try to help you out when that happens, and but we have to. We're in a point where the, our government is so corrupt that we have to be careful of the police. The police can be a lot of these policemen are actually Freemasons. And they don't obey the law either. So we're in a situation where things are so corrupt that we have to watch out, you know, uh, even for the cops, and certainly for the judges and doctors and lawyers. Right? The doctors are not trying to heal us. They're trying to make money off of us. So there are times. So he that covereth a transgression seeketh love. So if you're in trouble... You need a friend. <laughs> you need a friend. But if you actually violated the law or violated one of your friends, that's a different matter. But he that repeateth the matter separateth very friends. So if you're starting to tell rumors or you know, testify against your friend before before the matter is resolved, that's a problem. Okay, separate the very friends. So if you're spreading rumors, yeah, you're going to create animosity between friends. Hold your tongue. Hold your tongue until the time comes when the matter must be resolved. Verse 10. A reproof entereth more into a wise man than a hundred stripes into a fool. Right? Well, yeah, a lot of our people don't want to take reproof. They don't want to take advice. You know, don't bother me. I'm I'm I'm, ha- I'm happy as I am, etc. etc. You know, but if they won't listen to good advice, that's their problem. Verse eleven: An evil man seeketh only rebellion; therefore, a cruel messenger shall be sent against him. <laughs> okay, it's gonna it's gonna bite you in the butt, folks. It's gonna bite you in the butt. Okay, let a let a bear robbed of her whelps meet a man rather than a fool in his folly. Well, you don't want to uh, you don't want to poke a bear. <laughs> you, 
you don't want to poke a bear. Let's see here. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you don't you don't want to be out in the woods alone where bears are without self-defense. A lot of people get eaten by bears. Whoso rewardeth evil for good, evil shall not depart from his house. Now that's a good one. That's verse 13. Whosoever rewardeth evil for good, evil shall not depart from his house. So you don't want to backstab an Israelite. For whatever reason, you know, maybe that person did you wrong in the past and you're holding a grudge and therefore you backstab that. No, you don't want to do that. Let those bygones be bygones. You know, but dealing with Jews is another matter. You should, we shouldn't be dealing with Jews and letting them be in a position where they can rule over us. Don't want to let that happen. So, folks, there's uh, lots of good advice here in these Proverbs that... Uh, Most of this is common sense, but we can let our feelings get the best of us and and not act wisely when we should be acting wisely. It's always good to have a uh, a friendly approach to all people because actually the, the day will come when you might need that person's help. The day will come when you might need that person's help, so... So be be as positive and friendly and uh, what's the word unprepossessing to use a, an old expression. Don't assume the worst because you, you don't make snap judgments about people. Wait until you have all the facts before you make a determination about a matter. Okay, and even then you shouldn't be spreading rumors. You should be trying to help that person. That uh, you know get out of the trouble, okay? A friend, let me back up. Yeah, verse 14. The beginning of strife is as when one letteth out water, therefore leave off contention before it be meddled with. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, well, if you start contention and other people start to get involved, then you have the Hatfields versus the McCoys. Verse 15. He that justifieth the wicked and he that condemneth the just, even they both are an abomination to Yahweh. And these verses are good ammunition against the Yahweh haters because there's no way the devil is going to give this type of advice. So if Yahweh is Satan, why is he giving this type of advice? You won't get this advice from Aleister Crowley (laughs) or or the Jews, right? Verse 16. Wherefore is there a price in the hand of a fool to get wisdom, seeing he hath no heart in it? Okay, well, if you're not motivated to learn the scriptures, how can you motivate somebody who's... I think the history of Christianity is such that more people are converted to Christianity, true Christianity, of course, the brotherly love aspect of Christianity, is by good deeds done by by us to those who are in need. Preaching doesn't really convert a lot of people unless they're ready to hear it. If they're not ready to hear it, then it's good deeds, acts of kindness, brotherly love, makes more converts than preaching. <laughs> and unfortunately, the, the churches are so lukewarm in their preaching today that uh, they're losing members constantly. As the uh, opening quote I did from uh, Mr. Deem, I think it was, proves the churches are losing membership tremendously because they're so lukewarm. In many cases, they're anti-Christian. The, the pulpits are, are loaded with uh, wolves in sheep's clothing. Okay, and uh, let's continue. 
Wherefore is there a price in the hand of a fool to get wisdom, seeing he hath no heart in it? Okay, so uh, it reminds me of the verse where Yahshua sent the apostles out, go door to door to preach the word. And if they come to a house where they're not interested in hearing the word, he says, wipe the dust off your feet and go to the next house. Don't waste your time on people who aren't willing and ready to hear it. They're happy. They're, the fool have his reward, okay? They don't see the problems at hand and how you have to adjust yourself, your consciousness, your morality to the world at large and not fall into that you know, depravity that the world is in. Verse 17. A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Wonderful advice here. A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. So when you have a loyal brother which or sister who can help out in the time of your calamity, let's say you're being unjustly prosecuted, boy, that's when you need a friend. That's when you need a friend. Verse 18, A man void of understanding striketh hands and becometh surety in the presence of his friend. I think there's a problem in the translation. This A man void of understanding striketh hands. Now, what does that mean? There's a, that's obviously a colloquialism. Not sure what that means. A man void of understanding striketh hands. I'd have to look that one up. And becometh surety in the presence of his friend. A bargain, exchange. So, anyway, if you're void of understanding that you may be, uh, you may be going to jail <laughs> and have to post bond, right, to get out of jail. I'm not sure. That's what it seems to be saying. Anyway, verse 19. He loveth transgression that loveth strife. Oh, yeah, troublemakers. And I've known people like that, even in identity. They uh, they like to, they have a, a kind of impish personality that, you know, they're, they, want, they say things that hurt people's feelings, etc., etc., and, you know, assume that, that that won't hurt them. You know, they're just having fun with people. But some people take offense. And so you have to be prepared. You know, if you do hurt somebody's feelings, you have to be prepared to apologize. Okay? You have to be prepared to do that. A man, <laughs> he, that, he loveth transgression that loveth strife. And he that exalteth his gate seeketh destruction. Okay? So if you exalt yourself, you're asking for trouble. Verse 20. He that hath a froward that is a uh, distorted heart, right? Crooked, perverse. He that have a perverse heart findeth no good. And he that hath a perverse tongue falleth into mischief. Be careful what you say. Most of this type of language comes from an arrogant state of mind where you think you're better than others. And therefore, you know, make pronouncements, oh, oh, that, uh, you know, he's stupid, he's foolish, you know, he's a spendthrift, etc. Well, we, we can all be that way at times and get ourselves into trouble. Don't gloat over other people's trouble. That is such a common thing in the world, especially in the secular world, where people gloat over other people's trouble. Verse 21, he that begetteth, begetteth a fool doeth it to his sorrow, and the father of a fool hath no joy. <laughs> okay, right, I can see that. I can see that. Verse 22, a merry heart doeth good like medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. So, it doesn't mean you have to be a, uh, a busybody and pretend to be you know, uh, pretend to cheer people up when you know they can't be cheered up. I mean, if somebody's having serious health problems, 
trying to cheer them up is a waste of time. What you should be doing is trying to find ways to help them out with their health problem or with their financial problems. Sometimes they will need financial help. Sometimes they may have to uh, sell off some of their holdings to get out of trouble, economic trouble. And I'm sure I've had to do that in the past. Uh, we ha- I once had an IRA. <laughs> One time I had an IRA. Because when my wife and I were prosperous, we put money in the bank and established an IRA. But then I had a, an Irish uh, customer who cheated me out of $26,000. So I had, to, uh, I had to cash it in to get out of financial trouble. You may have to do that every once in a while. Nevertheless, the father is always, I've always had food on the table. I've always had a roof over my head. I've always had a comfortable bed to sleep in. I've always been able to pay the bills, etc., etc. Okay, as Yahshua said, you, you be like a, a bird, <laughs> right? The, the Father provideth, He provideth, but also be prepared for hard times. Look, look ahead for to hard times, and that's what we should be doing. But nevertheless, we shouldn't be worrying about. You know, the, the strife ahead. You know, getting into a worry, a hurry worry mindset is probably the worst thing you can do for your health, because that creates stress, it creates ulcers, it creates all kinds of health problems that you don't want to have to deal with. So this is really good. just have a positive frame of mind. And even Yahshua said, when uh, when people uh, persecute you, be glad. Because your redemption cometh nigh. So if you if you can maintain your composure and not strike back at people, especially if they're gloating over your your hard times, don't strike back. Then the Father will be rewarding you for your you know basically saying, okay, I'm not going to have a uh, what's the, what's the word. Uh, you know, strike back unnecessarily, you know, because somebody has done you wrong. And it's usually minor stuff. So don't let the minor stuff get to you. Don't let it get to you. Just be steady in your approach to life. Just be really steady. And if, if you don't do wrong to other people, it's not likely that they will do wrong to you, okay? But, uh, you know, there's some there's times where, especially when you're dealing with secular people, who don't obey Yahweh's laws, you know, they can rob your house, they, they can destroy your property. And, uh, you know, we have enemies, you know, like my friend Bob in uh, Michigan. I'm sorry, well, in Pennsylvania, sorry. While he was uh, away, somebody tried to burn his house down. <laughs> Fortunately, he came home just in time to catch him in the act before they, they were already putting the kerosene on on his trailer, his house trailer, and getting ready to set up, set it on fire. And, and by the way, that was uh, uh, one of Wickstrom's pals that tried to do that to him. So, uh, yeah, Yahweh provide, uh, caught him in the, he caught him in the act and saved his house. So if you make enemies like that, be, always be ready. Okay, so those of us who are out on the front lines against the enemy, they're always going to try to hurt you that way. Okay, so that was August Christ who tried to do that to my friend Bob. August Christ, one of the most evil people in the movement, pretending to be an Israelite, uh, you know, uh, patriot, when in fact he was working. He was a Fed now, but he's got his, his just desserts. He's rotting in jail. He's rotting in jail as we speak. Okay. Let's continue. Let me repeat verse 22. It's a good, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. Verse 23. A wicked man taketh a gift out of the bosom to pervert the ways of judgment. That's a gift meaning a bribe. Don't take bribes, folks. I don't think I've ever... T- no, I've never taken a bribe in my life. No one has ever been able to pay me off to do something wrong. Even in even in uh, high school, where somebody offered me, offered me money to uh, 
give him the answers to the uh, final test. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I, I'll never forget what he said. You know, his name is Terry. I, I'll remember the event, you know, like it was yesterday. He said, oh, be a regular guy and give me the answers to the tests. And I told him, well, I don't want to be a regular guy. <laughs> okay. so <laughs> Study to show thyself approved, right? Study for the exam, damn it. Yeah, I'm sure that guy has just caused himself more and more strife by trying to bribe people. I don't think he changed. He was just, he just was that way. That's all I can say about him, okay? Anyway, he was always conniving, uh, you know, his way through life. And Israelites do that too. Well, let's continue. Wisdom is before him that hath understanding, but the eyes of a fool are in the ends of the earth. Yeah, well, we can see foolishness everywhere. Verse 25, a foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her that bear him. Yeah, well, children become rebellious. It's, it's natural for children to rebel against their parents. They think, that they're, they think they're smarter than their parents. Verse 26, also to punish the just is not good, nor to strike princes for equity. Okay, always strive to be just. And don't jump to conclusions. Always try to get the facts before you you lash out or even speak out against anybody. Verse 27. He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Okay, so always try to be just in your actions toward and your speech towards everybody. If somebody has indeed done wrong and you know that that person has done wrong, then you try to reason with that person and you know prevent that person from getting even more deeply into trouble. However, if you're dealing with an addict, and I've seen this so often, and this is not part of my... Um, it's part of my Anglo-Saxon coterie of friends, uh, Danish people, and uh, a guy who actually worked for me. He was a cocaine addict, and he needed money constantly because he was, threw his money away on cocaine. You cannot help these people. I tried to teach him. Uh, actually, to some extent, I was able to help. His, his name was Kurt. He was a Dane not part of the Germanic community that I grew up in where where such things were very, very rare. Anyway, uh, it was not a Christian community like ours was. Nevertheless, he got into trouble because of his cocaine addiction. He he stole from his father's coin collection. Uh, He never committed... You know, overt crimes. He never committed a burglary, you know, or hurt anybody. But he would, he would steal from his parents. He would steal from his friends. Okay, because of that cocaine addiction. Dealing with an addict is a, a completely different world. Those people cannot control themselves. The addiction controls them. They spiral downwards. I would say. Don't even try to help a person like that unless that person is committed to recovery. Unless that person is committed to recovery, okay? So that's that's a whole different world. Addiction is a whole different world. Those people need professional help. Most of the time, they need to sink to the bottom before they can rise back to the top. Slowly but surely, okay? The best thing you can do is like in Kurt's case, when he showed up for work, I paid him, and then you know, hopefully he would show up for work the next morning, right? But I told him, hey, I cannot run a business this way. I have to have loyal employees who show up for work every day to get the job done because I have to schedule jobs. And I have to finish jobs on time so I can start the next job on time. So, Kurt, if you can't beat this addiction, do it on weekends. And boy, I tell you, 
in the Polish community and to some extent in the German community, there were a lot of alcoholics, and but they were weekend alcoholics. They would come to work on Monday, you know, and you have this uh, "Don't buy a car" that was <laughs> that was completed on a Monday because it has problems because the assembly line half the guys on the assembly line were still hung over from the weekend, so you you don't want to buy a, a car that was made, made on a Monday. Get one that was made during the rest of the week. So half the world is alcoholic in that sense that they uh, they binge on weekends and uh, then they're sober during the week. So it's that's always been a problem for our people. So uh, to, to the extent you can be mindful of these things. Okay, let's see. We're, we're almost at the end. Okay, so let me just repeat verse 27. He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. So just be good as to the best of your ability. Control your emotions. Don't be quick to anger. And try to give people the best advice you can in your daily living. You know, the, the problem I had in Chicago was virtually every white guy that I hired had an addiction problem. <laughs> you know, they weren't going around committing crimes, but they were throwing their money away, their pay, on cocaine, booze, pot, etc. That's what was going on. Our, our people are prone to addiction, and the Jews know it, and they take advantage of us. Verse 28, Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise, and he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. So don't be, don't be running off at the mouth. You're bound to say something stupid or offensive or insulting the more you run off at the mouth. So that's another problem our people have. So hold your tongue. Uh, as your uh, wise mother used to say, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything. All right, folks, thanks for listening. The Wisdom of Solomon, Proverbs chapter 17. See you all next week and hopefully see you tonight at Restoration Hour. And, uh, you know, for the, I'm going to expose this anti-Yahweh character for, for all that he isn't worth. Thanks for listening. Take care. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. See you next time. Bye-bye.